Hello everyone, I am Gabe Gottesman, joined by Scott Pirak from 88.9 The Bridge. Today, once again, we are joined by junior wide receiver for the Mercer Island Islanders, Jack Derner. In just his second start on varsity, Jack has cemented himself as one of the go-to targets for the Islanders offense. Last Saturday versus the Liberty Patriots, Jack put on a show for everyone, catching two touchdown passes, including one in overtime from quarterback Eli Fahey. In that game, the Islanders fell to the Patriots 21-20, but they look to bounce back and carry momentum from their fourth quarter comeback this Friday at 7 p.m. when they take on the Sammamish Totems, which you can listen to on 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack. What's up, guys? First off, you talked to us last week about how well you played, and um, maybe you, you were, there was one thing you were missing, and that was a touchdown. How, do you, how does it feel now that you finally got into the end zone, especially – at home with some fans uh, that were that were watching and cheering you on. Uh, that was awesome. That that was that was everything that I that I thought it would be. I was uh, I was ecstatic. I I uh, couldn't ask for a better first touchdown. You know, um, especially in a game like that, first home game, we had fans. Everybody was excited. Um, it it felt normal in a way, and and it was awesome. So I couldn't have asked for a, a better start. And, you know, we like to have some fun on here, Jack. Before the season, you consider yourself to have the same play style as Julian Edelman. Would you mm-hmm. stick with that statement or change your player after two solid games? I can't say Julian Edelman because I'm not a slot receiver, but I'm not big enough to play a real wideout position, you know, like like a Randy Moss kind of thing. So, mm, I don't know. I mean, all my big plays have been on deep post routes. You know, I haven't had any scrappy – uh, you know, Luke Shavey kind of slot catches that I turn up feel for yet. So I might have to change it. I might have to change it. May, you know, I think Gabe said Chris Godwin. And uh, yeah. I, like, I like that comparison. Or you change. could go with like a UW John Ross. A UW oh. John Ross. <laughs> yeah, not an NFL John Ross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously last Saturday's game didn't have the end result you guys wanted. But what positives did you guys take from that drive with a minute left? Um, and then the two-point conversion to tie that game up and send it into overtime, it has to give you guys confidence going forward, right? Even though um, at the end of the game, you didn't get the score you wanted. Yeah. Um, that game was, I, I think it was honestly important for us as a team. Um, and it's weird to say about a loss, but um, I think we proved that we had the ability to come back and fight. And after that game, there was no one to blame. There was, you know, there was no player that dropped the ball. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. And we fought and we were proud of that. And um, we came back. Uh, it was, you know, 14-6 on that last drive when we showed what we could do. And, you know, a loss is a loss, but I think it gave us hope in a way um, to know that we can put up a fight like that uh, against a tough team like Liberty. So I think we can do whatever we put our minds to and, and it's up to us whether we bring that energy to do it or not. And I think we learned that, that game. So coming to the season, the biggest question on the next chapter of Mercer Island football was really who is the QB and what should we expect? I know Gabe and I thought that. So through two games, how comfortable do you feel with Fay at the helm? Have you been surprised with the output he provided? No, not at all. I knew Eli did what is doing what we all expected him to do. Uh, in in the best way possible he uh he's 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 cold-blooded yeah what'd you say he's been magnificent I would say that he he, he's cold-blooded you know like 
Eli's a, a fun guy on and off the field, but but when you see him on the field, he has a certain poise about himself uh, that you can just see through his body language. And uh, he's not always the most verbal leader, but when you look to him and you see how calm and, and locked in he is, it, it gives you hope and it gives you that same energy to go out there and do your job. Um, and I know that if I'm open, he's going to get the ball to me. Um, so my job is just to do that. And I, I, um, and I know that if it's a broken play, I can scramble just like he is and, and he'll find me. So I have ultimate trust in Eli. At the, and position. the second part of that question is how do you think the team has progressed over this shortened season? Um, I think we've progressed uh, through connections because a part of being in a team for a long period of time is building those connections uh, before the season starts. And we didn't have that time period with Corona. Um, so you kind of have to find that rhythm and we had to find it quick. And I think we found it. Um, and I think rhythm is really important. I think the key word to the season and what we've learned is energy um, because we have all the talent we have all the ability. It's whether we make the decision to, uh, as a team, to go ahead and do it. So, so far this season, Sammamish has definitely shown they're a high-powered offense. They put up 63 points last week, but they also have only surrendered 20 points uh, through two games this season. You'll end up, of course, studying more maybe um, tonight or tomorrow. We're recording this the day before the game. Do you, What do you see so far this week um, on anything specific about the Sammamish defense that you guys are going to try to emphasize going into this game? Um, they actually run quite a similar defense to us. They run a three-man front. I'm pretty sure it's a 3-5-3. A, a three, three. And what we noticed with their defense and their offense and their team, period, is they are physical. They're bullies. You know, they, they um, on offense, for example, their receivers aren't the most gifted route runners out there, but they're going to come at you every single play. They're going to pound you at cornerback. Even if the route, even if the play is to the other side of the field, it's a run play, they're going to block you to the whistle. Um, and it's the same on defense, you know, they're bullies and you got to respect that play style. Um, I don't think there's anything special in Sammamish's scheme per se. I think it's simply how they play. Um, and so, you know, back to that energy, uh, keyword that I talked about I think it's we're just gonna have to bring that energy we're just gonna have to meet them there with that physicality I think that's gonna be the key and you just talked about energy can you describe the atmosphere of your guys practice and how does the energy from practice translate to your games and even the sideline involvement yeah uh energy at practice is key and uh it's funny you say that last night was a uh not so great practice <laughs> Uh, we had to run a bit because our energy was down and uh, uh, I think that shows that it's key and our coaches know that and we know that um, and it was raining and everybody was kind of feeling a little sloppy and, and coach made it clear that if we keep practicing like this and it wasn't you know it's not everyday thing but if we kept practicing like we were that day uh, we didn't have the chance against Sammamish. Um We know uh, it's, it's in the back of everybody's head you know in the front of everybody's head that this is a physical team and we need to bring the energy every single day in order to uh, compete. All right. So finally, we've got a few quick rapid fire questions, just three of them that uh, we, we were curious about um, Jack Derner. He's going to the game. He's maybe in the car or maybe already there with his um, AirPods or whatever. And what's your go-to pregame song? Song that's hard, but in general, like really bad rap music, like just the, like, yeah. That is that's, like that's number one for sure. That kind of thing, you know. 
it gets you pumped up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now pregame meal. What's something? Because I've always wondered this because you can't have yeah. too much, obviously. Ooh. But oh, what, what's your go-to pregame meal? I'm a big meal guy and prep-wise, and I'm all about the timing. <laughs> you can't. It's about two hours before is that sweet spot. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, the last game I had, my mom made me chicken parmesan, and I was at, at my house with nice. the guys eating it, and I played pretty well. So I think we need to have chicken parmesan again. Jack. <laughs> I go too. Maybe it's the cause. <laughs> Okay, so final one is we didn't quite see the celebrations you did for your touchdowns, but can you maybe revisit them and then also some potential future celebrations that you guys are preparing in practice, oh. if you even do prepare Well, in of practice. course we prepare in practice. In game, in game <laughs> what I learned this season was the importance of the ball after the play. Like, there's so many times when I get up and I want to celebrate, but I don't know what to do with the football. Like, I, like, I'm looking around for a ref. Like, this is a big problem for me because I'll, I'll have a big play. And I want to celebrate, but I, I got to find the ref. Like, I got to know who to give the ball to. And so that stumped a lot of my celebrations that I wanted to do. Um, but in the Liberty game, the first one, I was just hyped. I was just, you know, jumping around, dapping everybody up. Uh, and that second touchdown, I wasn't uh, really celebratory. I mean, I was kind of running out the back of there. Um, but if I remember right, I kind of, went like this like we we still have we still have work to do we still um this game's not over with it's not time to celebrate just yet um so i think it's all about finding that kind of sweet spot and Jack, you, I'll tell you, oh huh i'll tell you before we let you finish gabe and i came up with two we have the autograph ball in the beanbag race just throwing those out <laughs> what's the beat we said we said keep the randy moss uh, shooting the moon to the crowd off limits <laughs> keep that off limits for at least this season i think we will me and jack if there's a you will see by the end of the season me and jack row uh hit a little dance and you'll know you, you'll, oh. you'll, you'll know it when you see it okay all right we're excited for that we yeah, hope to see that soon maybe even this friday against the mamish thank you so much uh jack for joining us and we'll see you on the field of course thank you guys scoters